ladies, and I'm going to look at the script <laughs> for an idea. Ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast that sounds much better on mute. We tried that. <laughs> Just earlier. We should try not to do that so much. My name is David Apollo, and this week I am really leaning into the wayward part of the podcast title. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I tried to hold it for my introduction, but it seemed like it wasn't coming. So do you want to start again? No. I have a trivia brain. You do? Yeah. Um, I get fixated on a topic for a bit here and there. It's usually how I work. Alas, alas, this week, instead of, like, fantastic fruit... Instead of Fantastic Four movie history or why the PlayStation buttons are blue, pink, triangle, and orange, I'm involuntarily leaning into skateboard brands of all things. Uh, But you listen to our coverage of the Tony Hawk games, so you know. know, Skate culture is still a beefy chunk of pop culture stuff, so perhaps you will listen to this episode anyway in hopes I will bring up like a Batmobile or something. And I definitely couldn't write an episode about that fucking Salem Room movie we watched on Netflix. So, uh, we're going with this instead. I'm joined by producer Kaya Steen. Whoops, I'm used her like, last name. Yeah, yeah. Bleep it out, make a noise. That's how you know you messed up. Learn how to put a bleep in. It'd be funny. Um, I might have to. Uh, <laughs> I, I understood the Salem Room movie for the most part, kind of, a little. Now I'm watching Crystal, because... Yeah, but that's cheating. You've you've had to go back and figure things out. No, I understood it. Kind of. Look, we had a better time than we were trying to watch like that card captors thing. Oh, that was hard. Yeah. Alright, so I've chosen to get fixated on hookups skateboarding. Uh, I probably should have said it sooner, but if you you know if you thought that I should have brought it up sooner, then you should be reading the titles of things before clicking them. At any rate, um, if I'm to cover the life and times of hookups, I need to talk about a man named Jeremy Klein. Uh, July 1971. Uh, Jeremy Klein is born in Torrance, California. Uh, this young man soon took up skateboarding, I imagine. It's unclear. Um, up until he started appearing around Powell Peralta. That's the brand that has, like, the skull now. Mm. But they were gone for a long time. Mm. Um... Yep, he, he skated with them for a while, but was never signed on as a team member. So he jumps into Steve Rocco's company, World Industries. Weird that World Industries was once a thing. It was it was not just a thing. It was a thing. I feel like they went the way of Mambo and just became... And, and Zoo no, York now. No, Mambo's still around. Yeah, but... That's, and that's Zoo what York, I, kind of. That's what I'm saying. It went the way of just being like sold in department... Stores. I don't know what Big no, W is I, for everywhere else, but I haven't seen a World Industries like since they were big. No, they're well gone now. They're like gone, gone. But like, I but, know people that had their shoes. But that said, they still have a, a team. They still have a skate team now. I googled it. Really? Yeah. I'm actually like full surprised by that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I went on their website and I was like, oh, this is it. this is not a defunct website. Mm. Um. So while hanging around there. World Industries puts out a skate videotape. You know, like those hidden tapes you see in um, the video games? Like those are, Tony Hawk? Yeah, yeah, they're based on a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's called Rubbish Heap, and Jeremy Klein is in it. They Land- have some great names. They do. 
Um, yeah, in this, he lands the first backside Smith grind on a handrail, and this is his ticket. He goes pro in 1989. Nice. So let's jump ahead from the year of Tim Burton's Batman to the year of Tim Burton's Batman Returns, 1992. Mm-hmm. Look, at me, look at me trying to squeeze other references in to make up for my topic this week. Uh, we introduced the most prolific skateboarder in human history. Tony Hawk enters the chaos of my history lesson. Nice. Yep, this was the year he left Pal Peralta, deciding he wanted to work on his own little project, Birdhouse. Hard to believe that was a little tiny indie group once. I mean... Because they're still around. Way, but... I know, but... I don't know. That's, that's not how I pictured it. But see, I don't reason. think of Birdhouse as being anything other than a skate, like, team. Hmm. Like, you don't see people out and about wearing Birdhouse merch. Sometimes. Whereas, Not often, though. Whereas Walden Industries was shoes and clothes and... And their little the little fireman and the waterman. Hmm. Like, itchy and scratchy, those two. But, like, Element. I know Element's a skate brand, hmm. but it's also a clothing brand. Yeah. I can't think of any other main major examples off the top of my head. Santa Cruz, maybe, because they got the little screamy hand. Yeah. Thrush is more of a magazine based. It's more of a shirt that e-girls wear. Yeah. These days, anyway. Yep. Um, yeah. So Tony had known Jeremy from back when they was when he was still trying to break into the Peralta brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and he remembered an overly outspoken wild card of a guy. Um, he knew what he liked and what he didn't. An example later would be how he would call out brands that have nothing to do with actual skateboarding, but still trying to branch into that market. Uh, specifically Nike and Oakley during interviews for sponsoring skaters because they're not skateboard brands and they're just selling an image for their clothing and sunglasses and all yeah. that sort of stuff, which is like the opposite of what you're talking about with Birdhouse. Yeah. Like a Volcom. You think of it? Oh, yeah. Mm. Volcom come, that's, that's fits in. That, that fits the explanation. I'm, that's my example for today. Um... Yeah, so he's very against corporate grade stuff, but the guy was genuine and did have talent. So. And that's the thing, like, Tony Hawk is the same way as he knows, like, what he likes and what he doesn't, mm. but he's not outspoken about it as much as I feel like this guy is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Tony Hawk wanted him on the team, um, and these were two of the four that Birdhouse, like, started from the ground with. Yeah. Um, the other two are Willie Santos and Steve Barra. Um, so Steve Rocco was... He, he wasn't really thrilled that Jeremy Klein just moseyed on out of world industry so soon after going pro. Yeah. Uh, this, of course, was seven years before Tony Hawk was the pro skater of Tony Hawk's pro skater. But I feel like after that point, if he wanted you, he could probably just have you and that it, it would be what it is. But in the present time of 1992, it was a controversial move. Uh, shortly after leaving, a skating magazine named Big Brother did a big, big article about the quote-unquote bastard that is Jeremy Klein. Nice. <laughs> saying he was a dick and rude to children and fans. Um, but, you know, me, Toby Dupola, knows conspiracy thought, and I know to follow the money. Mm-hmm. Guess who is the founder of Big Brother magazine? Um. Steve Rocco. Oh. World Industries owns that magazine. <laughs> oh. So funny, that... <laughs> That they thought he was a dick bitch. 
But don't worry about all that. That said, though, I think Jeremy would be fine with it. He, he doesn't seem like the type to get. In, he, in he an just interview, be like, he, yeah. There was an interview I was watching where he's like, "It's probably good that they called me off for being a dick early, because like I could just have my own personality and not be like, I don't seem so bad now by the comparison." Yeah. Because, <laughs> like I said, he's a very like more or less loud and proud about his beliefs, whether they work in the interest of the company or not. Yeah. But the fact that he pretty much started off as a quote-unquote dick, it kind of keeps everything he does from that point, like, not so bad. Yeah. And it, it probably helped a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that doesn't matter now because it's time for Feasters. Oh, I watched this. It's very cute. It's all right, ladies and gentlemen. You, you work today. I did. I've, I've been working a lot. Yeah, yeah this, this was a... Cute little home video of a thing, wasn't it? It was amazing. Yeah. So this is the first video Birdhouse ever put out. Uh, shot over the course of a few days, the four guys, and and a few clips of other friends too. Um, but that's all it really was. And it, it's friends hanging out and skating together. It's very genuine and very nice. Mm-hmm. My other notes during the vid were uh, they didn't have a budget for a fisheye lens, which seemed weird for a skate video. I wonder when that became, like, a, a thing. thing. It's an important thing. But the, and that, but that's the thing. I love the it's so look. iconic now to skate videos. Mm. When was it like a hey? Mm. It's a pretty cool trick. Next time I deviate so hard into a skate episode, we should we should definitely okay, look, into look into that. that for me? We'll Just... look into fisheye origins. Okay. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, prepare for the episode on camera equipment. <laughs> Fucking hell! When we've ran out of Batman comics to talk about. <laughs> um, my other notes were pants were big in those days. I mean, I know we all know that, but like Jinko jeans and shit were around at some point. It's wild. It's funny stuff. Cargo it, pants mattered. It's it's funny that like early mid nineties was really big pants, and, and then but immediately hightailed into skinny jeans. But we're currently being picked on because we all wear skinny jeans. Yeah, it's fun. Some damn paramours, man, made all the kids skinny pants. No, it was literally rain. Actually, <laughs> it shrunk all the jeans, you reckon? No, because, so the problem was, okay, I, as someone that, you know, grew up during this time period, here's some old lady trivia for you. Mm-hmm. So we all had the big bell-bottom jean bottoms, cargo pants, mm-hmm. army pants. Okay, they're great, unless you live in a cold climate, because they will inadvertently drag on the ground. Yeah. Which means that you are always constantly wet for about six months of the year up to your kneecaps. Then we learned that if you wore skinny jeans, they cling to your ankles. They don't get wet. You stay dry and warm for those six months. We can't give up on that. Literally all of my pants growing up had like... The ratty bottom from where they used to, like, curve under my sneakers. Mine all had that too, but if you were finding it as such a problem, why didn't you get those funny cargo pants that have the zip at the knees and just keep the lower half in the pocket while you're outside and then pop them back on once you're indoors? Because I'm not a douche. <laughs> Fucking pants with zippers. Nah, what a time to be alive. I actually had the ones that had the clips. The, the oh, you had party boy pants. <laughs> Yes. Wow. Yes, I totally did. They were Adidas. Oh, God. They are party boy pants. They were. That's tragic as fuck. I also had the shirts that were only fronts. Oh, yeah. So it was like a bikini top, but then it had like 
a netted piece to cover your little belly. Your little belly? <laughs> yeah. I thought I was cool. I'm sure I'm you not. did. Yeah, you're not. I'm still not. Um, my other note for feasters is that it's really, really uncanny to see Tony Hawk street skating. It is kind of gross. I mean, I'm I'm one of those people who weren't there at the beginning, so it's weird to see him with like long shaggy hair. But then he's like skateboarding in like a car park instead of that huge vert he usually has. But and it's it's look, it's like microwaving a CD. Meaning it's very strange but fascinating to look at. Does that make sense? Uh, Google microwave in a CD because it goes... And then the CD don't work no more. Well, one will do. Shoot. Yeah. Um, last thing I want to say on the feasters is during Jeremy Klein's parts that he edited, by the way, uh, there are little subtitles that speed on by, you know, crediting friends or bragging about something cool he does. Well, one particular bit of text reads, Tony loves Rod. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In a retrospective interview about the birth of Birdhouse and Feasters and all that, Jeremy said, is the quote, it means he loves cock, right? It's him explaining it to the interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the quote. I got right. That's it. Yeah, Th- any- thanks for that clarification. Yeah. Anyway, during this time, Jeremy, you got to see behind the curtain of how like Escape Brand works, which does come into play later. Now, this is the part that's so lost to time, I had to, like, look at old-ass worth point listings, not even eBay listings, at signed skateboards. So I hope you appreciate this factoid that means nothing to the overall episode. Between the Feasters tape and 97, Heath Kirchart joins Birdhouse. Okay. Somewhere in that... F- I could narrow it down to five years. It was the <laughs> best I could do. I'll take it. The skateboard teams are not as well-tracked as, like, an NFL team or something, no. apparently. Do you remember the X Games? I remember them around. I don't think I've ever watched an X Games. I watched one. Oh, you're a big dog. I am. <laughs> um, yep, so he and Jeremy become fast friends, and while playing apparently Crash Bandicoot and watching Jerry Springer, they decide to use some of the next video's budget to set things on fire. Yeah! Uh, and what video is that, you ask? That is the Birdhouse film, The End. Um... Maybe from 1998. Roughly. It's, it pops up in my notes a bit later, but it is another vague piece of internet trivia. Well, this, no, see, the problem that you have is this is before the internet. Yeah. Like, it exists. I've discussed this a few times on the, I think this episode hits a lot of, like, weird culture points, but there is, there was a period right before the internet when nothing was recorded or kept track of shit before it, like when people were nostalgic for like things, gets recorded and moved across. IMDb has trivia about eighties movies for fuck's sake. But there's that little beforehand sliver that is just completely lost to time, and it fascinates the shit out of me. I think I think it was very much the time when like no one's nostalgic early, for two years ago. That's, that's what it thing. is. But early people were starting to like. I remember us being some of the first households to have like a separate phone line mm. for our internet yeah and it made, so the, that you and it made the funny to... noise no well that was what that was what it made if you tried to use the phone while you're plugged into it we had separate phone lines oh my so used to make that noise when you went into the internet like to start it up you used to make that noise. well see ours was constantly connected Ooh. because we had a, we had a dedicated internet line but that was a thing like you wouldn't put things on the internet because you. we just all assumed that it wouldn't be around. Hmm. 
we were like, oh yeah, this is the craze for the next couple of years and something else will come It's just along. another fucking Tamagotchi. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's that's what, what it kind of What was that one as. that was like a little metal and transparent blue plastic dog? I have one of those. Everyone had one of those. I don't know what they're called. I still Cy- have one of those. The cyber puppy? No, you used to plug it into your eye. Like, no, 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 that's a different one. That's eye dog. I'm talking. No, that was I'm talking a year and a half. Silver. Oh. You're talking about the silver with the blue. Mm. They are very different. But their little faces used to light up. I think we're talking about different things. There was a lot of cybernetic pets for a while there. There really was. And Furbies. Furbies were a thing. I, everyone knows the Furbies. I was trying to work a little harder. Um, <laughs> and there's a white one that it has little, like, space juice that you click into his head. That sounds violent. I found one, now i just got to click on it until I get an actual answer. I'm following images. That's in Japanese, I can't read that. Cyberpop Jr., I think he's called. That, that, no, that's not him. That's similar, though. That was another one. Yeah, that's not the one that I'm thinking of. Alright, well, we're going to do an episode about that later when I get to the bottom of what dog is what. Okay. What, what early 2000s dog is what early 2000s dog <laughs> Stay tuned for that episode, ladies right. and gentlemen. So the end is a birdhouse era that I vaguely remember mostly because a lot of its a lot of the decks that were released around the time of the video are the ones that make it into their first Tony Hawk games. Okay, like a yeah. lot of those. Like that it was re released in two thousand one around like the huge boom after that game came out. Yeah. Um so the credits are like the four from Feasters, you know, Steve Barrow, Willie Santos, um, you know, Tony Hawk and Jeremy Klein, but we've also got Heath Kirchart now. And we start to get some um, ones that you would recognize from said games. You got Andrew Reynolds and mm-hmm. Bucky Lassick. Okay. Who were both featured in the video games. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Reynolds clearing the bush. I recognize, like, he ollies over a big bush in a car park, and I recognized that immediately from the opening video of the first Tony Hawk game. Um, Later on in his part, a monkey breaks a beer bottle over his head, so that's cool. I think a lot of the budget went towards monkey hiring. Look, skate videos are a very bizarre, like, on it's, it's somehow like if Jackass didn't have a plot, which is weird because it doesn't. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like a slightly more dumbed down. <laughs> I, I know where you're coming from. You know where my case is. I don't think you know where you're coming from. I doubt the, I doubt the key location a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, for no real reason, Steve Barrett gets a decapitation scene. Not really; it's just fun special effects. Um, and then Klein comes in, just tearing it up to Super Beast by Rob Zombie, intercut with him and that fucking van, just ramming porta potties and bushes and such. That poor van. That poor van. One clip has Heath Kirchart atop the van as it crashes through a school gate. The finale of this tag team session is they blow up the van, but fuck it if it isn't the last we'll see of it this episode for some reason. We they do like vans. None of them are sponsored by vans. They just like this one particular van. After the two boys were uh, are pampered by sexy maids for a bit, they they get to the blockbuster scene, mm-hmm. which I feel like I say that like it's iconic, but you'd probably have to be googling these two to see it. But it's cool as shit. Um, so sorry, you just gave me like the biggest eyes, and I was like, Ooh. I was waiting. I was waiting to see if you were there when I watched that clip or not. No, no. All right, so <laughs> that's your look of like. I was waiting for you to either agree or be like, "What are you talking about?" 
That was my cue for you to help. <laughs> I, I got very distracted by her. It was like a kid that's just you got lost in my to eyes. like a toy store or a candy shop or something. You were like, oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, the blockbuster scene excites me, apparently. Um, so what Jeremy and Heath used to do was something very fun and unique, which explains probably why I like them so much, like uh, like everything Fancy Lads does. There's a another deep cut stupid skateboard reference that does not fit in with this podcast. I'm sorry. Um, but what they would... If they saw something that looked like it would look cool to skate or in a skate video, they would make it skatable. Yeah. You know, you, they're not limited by um, reality, I guess. Um, like the blockbuster sign. Or the light bar on a cop car, but we'll get to further down the track. They would make these metal sleeves to fit this stuff. Yeah. And they would bring their big green ramp up to it, and then they would be able to use it. Because these are back in the days where, like, skateboarding tricks were pretty basic. I know. It's kind of adorable, though. enough to excite people. And it looks achievable, but then you try and it's not. We, We were watching a... Um, one of these skate videos, you know, in preparation for the yes. podcast. <laughs> and I was like, the fact that I could skate in a straight line would have, like, super amused these guys. Yeah, that's not even that bad. <laughs> I, can't, I can't skate, but if I were to get on a skateboard and let it roll forwards in the wind, they would be like, that's so sweet. You're a chick and you can skate. Yeah, it did have, like, a cool... It just it's it all seemed achievable, and that's I'm sure beautiful it, to see. Look, yeah, it's still as completely that has impossible. Tried to skate, it's not possible. Yeah, but like compared to you know what it is now, nine eighties and stuff like that. Yeah. No one's doing the big loop de loop, but the sideways one that Tony did recently. Fuck, recently. Time's moving. That was like two or three years ago. Now, <laughs> twenty twenty doesn't count. All right. Um. I'm just going to play a little portion here. Um, they purposely left one of their metal sleeves on like a bus stop just to see if anyone would catch it out. But those old blockbuster signs, like the big light up ones, that used to be like on the su- on the nature strip. Yeah, they were just shitty, like glowy plastic. Yep. So they had to like build a device to make it work. But isn't it like the? Oh, that's a bad example. But isn't that the most satisfying <laughs> shit to see? Doesn't it look cool? Uh, they're also wearing suits. I don't, I don't know the reasoning behind there. This is fancy. But what do you think about that one? That's pretty cool. Yeah. It yeah is, they they saw something much... that looked cool and then they made it happen in a strange way, I guess. Yeah. But it's very non-destructive. Yeah, because the only thing they're damaging and scraping is their bones and the sleeve that they put on. And that's the thing. You know, I know you said you'll come to the cop car later on. Yeah, that's a bad example. No, but it's not because... So they put their bar over the top of the cop lights. And it's cute because it's painted to look like the light as well. The cop lights still function. Mm -hmm. At no point do they break the light or the casing and they can just pop it off when they're finished. Yeah. Like, it's actually very respectful of them because they're like, this is going to look cool. This is like, we can make it safe. We can make it work. And when we leave, everything's back it to hasn't been touched. Mm. And that's super, like... They're sort of, like, bringing their own obstacles to the location. Yeah. Like, they're bringing the ramp. They're hooking it up with rails and stuff. It's very cool to look at. It, I, I think it's very respectful. Yeah. 
I don't think they were respectful people. <laughs> I think, but they are because in a way they could have gone in and just skated that blockbuster sign. It would sink under their weight. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. They could have. They could have just messed it up and not cared. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they cared enough that they were like, "No, like we can make a thing." They don't strike me as the type of people to write their fucking horrible autograph in Sharpie on the side of something. Yeah. Um. So the the scenes finale, um, is. They set a small, like, tool shed on fire and then themselves grind on its roof then right off the end of a pier, which for some reason will be followed up in 2001. Yes. In this section of the video, Heath lands the first back nose blunt on a rail. Nice. I recognize the names from the games, but I probably if I saw one, I wouldn't know what it is. Yeah. But someone listening might appreciate these facts, so I'm making sure to hand them over. I know how to have the skateboard roll and step onto it and roll until it stops rolling. Yeah. The end. Um, in the Japanese <laughs> tour portion, because this had like an international release, this video. Because mm-hmm. it was like a, in a proper boom. Um, yeah, the, the two boys, Heath and Jeremy, would walk out on stage during their portion and light themselves on fire. <laughs> the fire and smoke blocks the screen and quickly shuts down the theatre because of, you know, fire alarms. Well, yeah. This was one of the only times Tony Hawk was actually annoyed by their hijinks. I can understand why they shut down their own film at their own part, which they blocked the screen for. With smoke. Black billowy smoke filling a small area. It's great. Good thinking. I'm sure it's not going to ruin your relations with an entire country. (laughs) No, we'll get to that later. Speaking of Tony... Um, his section is, it's, um, uh, I've written do a chef's kiss, so it's a mwah. Lovely. It's, as a person entirely built around the video game culture of skateboarding, it's a beautiful clip, clip to watch. Like, I'm pretty sure this one was on YouTube. It's available. You should have a look at it. It's probably the last 10 minutes, maybe. Um, it's the vert. He's skating the vert. He's actually doing the halfpipe stuff now. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the final level of Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two. It's the bull ring. It's specifically the bull ring. And if you remember correctly, that's the one with the loopity. That's right. The loop. The opening. The first thing you see in the first game is right there in the background, teasing the entire scene. Uh, you were very annoyed. Well, he doesn't. He he ends up doing it, but. It's the last thing you see, and you just see it in the background, and you're like, I know what that is, and I think I know where this is going. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. Give it. Yeah. And then when he finally does it, it is actually, like, really satisfying. <laughs> it's delightful. Well, I'm glad, because it could have gone the other way. Yeah, you could have left without going on it at all. It was a different he, day of shooting. He goes halfway up, comes halfway back down. Doesn't that happen Forty? in Jackass at one point? Yep. On those little motorbikes? Or in the fat suit, maybe? I feel like it happens a lot. Jackass was not the most professional thing. <laughs> Remember that time Steve-O had a crocodile attached to his nipple? Yeah, it was it was biting. Um, I apologize for the backtracking in my timeline. But this is us reaching like the apex of the birdhouse story arc that I'm on here. Okay. Um, and this is the best way I can tell it, frankly. This is, this is how it goes. Um... The the end video 
uh, depending on your choice of internet information, was from 98, 99, or 2000, with a definite re-release in 2001. But we need to go back now. Because in 1993, the birth year of the Power Rangers, look at me slipping that in seamlessly, there is a small clothing release called Hookups. It is not much. It is a single pant and four shirts. Nice. Uh, it was put out by Blitz Distribution, and I only bring that up because they're also in charge of Birdhouse. Uh, this was Jeremy Klein's little side adventure. It was nothing. But six months later, the boards started coming out. These are the classic, famously pervy, anime-style graphics we all know and love. You know the ones? If, if you know the pop brand. It does not take much, because they're all very similar in their style. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, one of the... I think it, one of the default characters you could select in American Wasteland had one, I think. I could not tell you the name of the girl on it. I found some of similar ones from that line, but I couldn't. I tried. I did try to get the trivia of the anime character's name. Um, uh, their Alice in Wonderland one being one of the more popular ones. Um, Jeremy was running the art program from Birdhouse at this point anyway, from the inception of Birdhouse to around the mid-90s. He also drew up a lot of the hookup boards himself, taking roughly three days on his own to design. Um, once the deck started sort of like hitting popularity, um, Sean Cliver comes into design a few. Mm-hmm. Um, he's mostly known for his cool punk like line drawn stuff. Like I, I, I probably closed the tab at this point, but I had a lot of his art. I was looking at it before. Mm-hmm. It's um very cool looking. It, it reminds me actually. It reminds me of the AC Comics. That Ugly Americans is based on. So he had a lot of trouble ah, jumping across to the Japanese style, but yeah. it, but he could he could do it. Some of them tilted a little more to like a weird Americanized anime, but it, it still worked. It would take him roughly a day to make. Yeah, uh, he's he's a very good artist. <laughs> I mean, and that's what you do. Mm. So hookups was rising enough to have Sean Cliver help out for fuck's sake, and it was popping off. It was time for them to make a video. Ah, Toby, you centrally ask me. Hookups has no team. Hell, even Jeremy Klein is signed to Birdhouse at that time. Yeah. Um, that's right, there is no team. <laughs> Which is kind of a blessing in disguise. Because with no team allegiance, it's just a band of merry men hanging out and skating together. They're not limited by brand. Like, you couldn't have Jamie Thomas on an Element video, I can't imagine, because he's a Zero guy. Yeah. But this has this is Switzerland. Yeah, it's, it's just a, um, you know. So we have Jeremy Klein, Dan Rogers, Jeff Rowley, Rune Glyphberg, Tom Penny, Willie Santos comes back, Jim Greco, and Tony Hawk in this. Mm-hmm. This was, this is half of 1994's Asian Goddess video. Um, the other half is clips of random anime, including Dragon Ball and Battle Angel Alita, hence why I'm assuming that... It got pulled off of YouTube. <laughs> I think it's the copyrighted materials causing that issue. Mm. But some weird aesthetic VHS Facebook page has it, if you need it. But again, it is mostly clips. <laughs> Still fun, though, and it definitely strikes the... It hits the theme of the skateboards looking yeah. like Japanese art. <laughs> So after the video's released, they put out a couple of shoes, but with no sponsored names to put on the signature shoes, it's 
literally just Jeremy and Heath. So they they kind of sold well, but they didn't last long. Like they, yeah. they couldn't justify, you know, a bunch of them because they couldn't put a name on them. Yeah. So Etnies actually did a little hookups crossover recently. Et- Etnies is another shoe brand. Yeah. That doesn't do skate parts. That's true. It's one of those but other I, selling I, the image kind of things. I, you know, associate it with skate. Hmm. They're those big old shoes. Um, that's probably why I associate them because they're padded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's pretty much all the details between um, Asian Goddess and the final skate video for this episode, and the one I recommend the most, Destroying America. Mm. Did you have any um, first thoughts before I actually go into things? I don't know if I watched this one. You did. It was the first one we watched together. Oh, is that what the that van was? and the police officer? Right, and I didn't the realize that was and... what it was called. That was the first one I found. For I had to backtrack through all the birdhouse stuff after. I know because I found most of it for you. Mm. I was helpful this episode. You did it <laughs> for once. Good work, baby. Um, yeah. It's... Initial thoughts before I go into details. It's very nostalgic for something I never watched. It's definitely like a time capsule. Yes. It's got that CKY vibe to it. Yeah, kind of. It's very like... I mean, watching. it has Brian D. Camillo crashing a shopping trolley in a car park. That is the most CKY thing it could ever be. It is very much watching old home videos. They've all got that weird quality to them. That I think great. You know what I think it is? Mm. The quality of the video. It's a VHS camera. Yeah. Isn't it awesome? I hate that our phones are better than that now. It's yes. not the same, man. It, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, it was a fun time. Yeah. So this is 2001. This is We've hit the, the apex the here with yeah. the um, birdhouse story arc. Everything is where it should be. I'm all up to date. In 2001, everything's going well. Nothing bad will happen this year and ruin the fucking culture of the world forever. Booyah. I don't, don't booyah that. <laughs> Making a reference to a horrible thing. Nah. Don't nah. How horrible is it to go through an airport now? This would be a bus station of a place. It was great. Dude, you forget I lived through this. I lived through it too. I was a baby. Yeah, I have vivid memory. <laughs> I have vivid memory, but it's just complete, uncomprehensible. Um, we're getting off topic here. So I'm going to wind it back to the, the good first half of 2001, man. We survived Y2K. Everything was fucking... It's very 2020. What? Like, we we hit a date and just everything after it becomes a muddled blur of yeah. strangeness. And it's impossible to travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hookups Destroying America is a fucking thrill ride with very little actual skating. Um... This one's credits, again, with no allegiance, can have whatever the fuck it wants. Has Heath Kirchart, Tony Hawk, Mark Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Not that complicated of a name. Don't know how I fucked that up. Uh, Bam Margera is apparently in it, but he's definitely skating, and I could not recognize him at first. Like, I don't know which part he is. Um, we've also got Willie Santos and Jeremy Klein. Yeah. Um, beginning with s- such an opening. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Um, a Japanese woman fetishizing Jeremy Klein. Yeah. Um, doesn't shock me that he's the hookups designer. No. <laughs> no, no. Um, he has like a Tom and Jerry battle with an ass-kicking Asian schoolgirl to a remix of Dragula by Rob Zombie. Um, 
that's the action-packed shit you can expect. <laughs> Kai, what did you think of this say? Look, it was it was a fun and weird thing to come into. Yeah, it really... It swings to the fences right out of the gate, huh? Yeah. And it's also got that, like, early 2000s complete inaccuracy of cultures because it's a Japanese schoolgirl in Chinatown played by a Cantonese actress. <laughs> and there's not a lot of skateboarding. No. Or any. There's none in that opening. None at all. Yeah, but that's a traditional thing. Like, even one of the skate games did it. There was a lot of, like... This is a bad example because it only has one guy in it. But they would often have, like, some silly adventure at the start, but every skater or BMX guy or whatever the fuck else would, like, cameo as different roles. He picks up an entire duck and he eats it. Yeah, I, don't, I, I like ducks, man. It was weird. Yeah, and great. I loved it. It was a great time. Again, very time capsule. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um... You could tell that was a, you know, Ren and Stimpy era of the reality. Um, it's followed up uh, by the peer from earlier. The two boys, Jeremy and Heath, go over the end of it on fire in the Birdhouse film, as you recall. They don't go over the end of the pier, they go over the side of it. One of them makes it over the edge, one hits the ramp too hard and then kind of like rolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done. Um, well, now they are picked up, washed up on the shore by ambulance drivers uh, to Super Freak. Kai, what are your thoughts on this bit? Can I go into the ambulance drivers? Or you, do I just have to talk you, about the fact that the boys were on fire and didn't even make it off the end of the pier? You can go into whatever you like, knowing full well I got word from our boob expert, Juby, and I have a quote written down. Okay. So, so you can lead into they, that, however they you wash like. Up, they wash up on a rocky shore as an ambulance is pulling up. And Super Freak starts. And Super Freak starts. And these two ambulance officers... Who I do not believe have any training. Fuck, they got training. They walked on those rock pool, like that rocky area in big ass heels. Look, given their appearance, I don't think that's the worst thing they've stepped on in those heels. What, you mean like a businessman? <laughs> don't make that face at me on a podcast. They can't hear your skepticism. Ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you that one of these ladies is. Endowed. Endowed. I am understating, but I believe Juby can say it better. Look, her, her quote is, Holy Jesus, definitely fake, in no way, is that possible for them to be real? She makes Power Girl look like an A-cup. She, like, makes Pamela Anderson look <laughs> like she's flat-chested. Wild stuff. Again, on YouTube if you need it. Hmm. <laughs> There's some, some ta-ta, ta-ta-tas. That lady, some sweet honker beluga That lady <laughs> think of the quote. able to, like, float the Titanic to safety. Yep. She could have said, climb aboard boys, and there would be enough room for every person that was on the Titanic. <laughs> they are some ta-ta-tas. So with that... And some firework hijinks with Brandon D. Camillo, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of the CKY guys are there. Uh, we actually see some skating, almost 10 minutes in mm. to this 45-minute video. 
They skated off the pier, kind of. Kind of. While on fire. Um, This is mostly a top... The skating is mostly a top of that burnout van from the birdhouse video, uh, with ramps and rails attached to its roof. And they would bring their big green ramp up to the side of it and do little demos. There's a big, like, uh, tour retrospective um, piece in this video, and that's what this is. Yeah. So it's all from, like, 98 to 99, I think. Um, anyway, the, it cuts back to them leaving the hospital. The nurses say goodbye, um, and they set their van dashboard on fire while driving it. Again, this van is the sturdiest fucking thing I've ever seen <laughs> in American it, history. They set it on fire a number of times. And it, they're still driving it. Because they set it on fire at the taco shop. Yeah, they blew... There's, there's a blow-up scene in the birdhouse one. <laughs> yeah. P.S. It's dinner time. You want to, you want to pause off it, though? Oh, I suppose. All right, wait there. I'm going to edit this. Uh, what are some other things this van fucks up? Uh, one of those Christmas tree farms. Yep, the entirety of Yellowstone National. Uh, a bunch of porta potties. Um, we also meet our villain for the video. A police officer played by Eric Estrada from the hit show Chips. Yeah. Uh, I remember him for a brief cameo he had in Van Wilder because I'm immature at best. Essentially, he's chasing Heath and Jeremy around California the entire video. Um, the next stunt is a big grind ledge made out of shitloads of old CRTVs. Yeah, that's cool. It looks very cool, that scene. is very cool. And then they smash it with the <laughs> Yeah. Of course. Um, I like the little part where they're running around through the boxes. Hmm. Um, it's quickly followed by um, them skating that live bar on the police car you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that scene? I think... I didn't realize it was a bar. You can you can see it, but you have to be watching this rickety old YouTube video on like a big television to see yeah. the dis- difference. But it's there. Yeah, but like that when, when you're watching original. it, you don't like realize. Mm. And then later it's the Caesar on, Romero mustache of skating. It is when when so you, you realize co- bringing it back to pop like, culture things. Skateboarding is pop culture. Yeah. We all played Tony Hawk as babies. I know who Ben is. I know who Ben is. Which means I know who him is. Yeah. H-A-M. Um, the next clip to mention is Pizza Hut Tony. <laughs> How do you feel about this one, Claire? It's so weird. He's just... He looks like him, but yeah, he's not. He's weird. got the haircut now. He's cruising around on his skateboard. He's wearing a Pizza Hut uniform. He's smoking a big old cigar. He he's, just, he's, he's, he's drinking a 40 ounce. He just wanders into the this all has gin and juice by Snoop Dogg playing over the top of it. It's just so not Tony. It's also weird. But to, it's Tony. It's also so weird it's to see him like definitely driving illegally because he's got children hanging out of the sunroof of his car. That's fine. You 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 think they're his children, so it's okay. That was your theory. No, they're not his kids. They're friends of family or something. Yeah. But they are definitely related. The whole fucking video is just such a vibe. It's it's the exact same thing I say about Sailor Moon. It's all aesthetic and just no substance. Because <laughs> there's not a lot of skating in this. Even Tony Hawk's bit is him just kind of cruising around. He does skate in his those, but it's street skating. Because hmm. that was our original... Ugh. Yeah, it's just him just in a car park just cruising around. He actually does tricks and feasters. He does. But he, he doesn't really... He's just hanging out. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's delightful. Um, then you got Mother by Dan Zig playing as Tony Hawk joins. Oh, no, he does skate in this bit. I take it back. Um, he joins Heath and Jeremy to play. Then obviously skate arcade machines. Yeah. It's true art, my boy. So good. 
Which they also set on fire. Inevitably, the cabinets are on fire and they keep skating. Until the fire engines turn up and hose them down. Yeah, but they're still skating on it. And the fact that he's trying to squirt them with a hose makes me think, that part's not so staged. I think they just showed up to put out a fire in the industrial district. Yeah. And they were just trying to get the skaters off it while they were trying to put it out because it's dangerous. Yeah. Do you reckon? Do you reckon it's dangerous? I work near trains. They will kick you in the head to make sure they don't hit you. I mean, yeah. You got it. Um, The finale to the Destroy in America is Heath and Jeremy smash Chip's guy's police car and they have a big, like, car chase resulting in the police officer blowing up in an explosion. He flips off a... Off a, off a car park. Which looks epic. And then they show it from a slightly different angle and you're like, oh, it's a two and a half story car garage and it's, like, the length of the car down. But it's also the weirdest, like, garage that you've ever it's seen. It's super low to the ground. That's, that's what you were shocked the, by. The, the car barely fit. stand up in there. Yeah. What were they using? It's like, one of those very tightly packed city car park places. You know the ones that are there. You can't fit the car in there comfortably. You couldn't fit the van in there. No. Yeah, they, oh, the boys are on foot during that moment. Yeah. Um, and well, that's the thing. He's like got them pegged up against the wall of the roof of the car thing. He flaws it at them and they just run over the car. They run over the top of the car and he says, over the top. And then he has a little monologue about how the streets sometimes get you if you're not careful, which reminds me of Fast and Furious. Fantastic and Furious. Um, Oh, the soundtrack on this video, man. Because, like, it ends with the cop car exploding. He has his monologue and the two boys high five and starts playing Baby Don't Hurt Me. Yeah. Apparently, there's shit after the credits we haven't watched. Oh, no. I'm going to have to go back on that. Um, yeah, other the tracks that are playing, man. If I could turn back time, whatever the Dukes of Hazard theme song is, I don't know. Uh, Umbop by Hanson. Some song called I'm an Ass Man. I don't know what that was about. Uh, Fuck the Police. Like, it's, it's, mm, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's all bangers, but none of it really makes any sense. But you have to... The Fuck the Police was the censored version. Yeah, that was weird. It was weird to hear. Like, it really was. <laughs> I didn't and know there was one. Of course, that is while they're smashing the police car. Yeah, of course. Um, let's see. What, what are some other things? Because that's kind of like our pinnacle. This is our f- this is most of the finale. All the, all the stuff afterwards, man. Um, Look, Jeremy that's... Klein gets interviewed by like on the Tom Green show a lot. Um, they were friends. Because don't forget, Tom Green was a birdhouse skater for a while. Like, yeah. like Jason Lee of Alvin and the Chipmunks fame. They started on skateboards. Which is... Weird. It's weird that he has a sponsored deck with like him on it. It's Tom Green. It's Freddie Got Fingered guy. Um, yeah. Um, well, I, everyone always like is confused when you say Jason Lee was a skater. Yeah, I know, right? Because they're like, but he's. We, my we have blown some people away with that, haven't we? It, look, you pulled that one out. I they're like, oh, you mean we, the guy from Mall Rats? I'm like, yeah, that guy. I remember the first time we told your dad, and he was just like. No, he's not. Mm. Like, we actually had to find, like, graphic evidence. There is a reason his coach, whatever the fuck his name was, in Skate, I'm going to say two, maybe three. He did all the tutorial stuff, and he was in, like, a tennis coach outfit. Mm. Um, uh, Didn't Jason screwed up his knee? That's why he got out. Mm. Yeah, I have no, I don't know about Tom Green. I don't know. 
I just know him from Freddy Got Fingers. I'm surprised that he had the board. Skateboarding really isn't, like, it's surprising how long Tony has managed to stay in it. Hmm. Like I think he, it's mostly because of the video games, he's, honestly. He's honestly probably one of the longest-running skateboarders. Hmm. Because, like, Bam gave it up for years. Possibly because Viva La Bam and stuff were making way more money than he... Like, if yes, you go back and watch it, it's really staged and really upsetting to look at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not as fun as you remember being. Oh, I think, it I think when I watched it. We were still high from Jackass, all right? Like, we, we were still on a high. Yeah. And then you go back with the hindsight and you're like, no, this wasn't. Yeah. Oh no, Viva La Bam is very <laughs> much. Uh, he's only doing that because he's got enough money to make it okay. Yeah. Uh, what what other notes we got here? We got JK Industries, which is Jeremy Klein having an even more indie line than the hookups one. It's mostly for him to do things that aren't specifically anime characters, but he hand screen he like screen prints everything by hand. It's all very cool. I liked it. I like that it's all done He's by very hand. He's a little at-home dude. Yeah. And we'll... I'm going to hit that one more time with a cute little ending for my episode. Are you ready? Go. All right. 2007 is Jeremy's last footage for Birdhouse. Um, I can't remember what the video is called. But in 2008, he officially retires from them. Birdhouse was changing ownership and they were beginning to move in a different direction. You know how it goes. Uh, this is four years after Tony Hawk Underground 2 which feels like the peak of wild antic skateboarding. So I'm surprised they hung on as long as they did. Yeah. you got to admit that that's, lit- that's literally where we pushed things too far and that game started to be like, ugh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as a parting gift, he's given proprietary ownership of hookups. Which is very sweet of him to do. My theory is some pull from probably Tony. That's just my. That's based on nothing, but I feel like that would be something Tony would actually do. Oh, Tony's such. A I believe sweet guy. that he would do that. And that's that's what I was saying. Like when Birdhouse started, Tony knows who and what he's about, mm. but he won't step on toes to do it. Like he's a very sweet guy, and you can see that in like. Um, there's another. It's not really a skate video, but when they break into the water park, mm. he's like one of the first guys that's like, no, we need to contact the owners and work out what's going on. And that's you know, a good we need video. To, he, he's very, he's always been that kind of guy where he's like, yeah, I'll skate and I'll fuck shit up, but I will do it respectfully. So um, those are my theories that he had some of the reasoning because they just gave him hookups at the end of this well, on his way thing, out it was always kind of his yeah but like he was the person making the main art for it and I stuff g- maybe that maybe skateboarding industry is more nice but like from a guy who's like looked at hollywood for this long like they just tore chucky's rights off of the original creators because the assholes who made it wanted it oh yeah like that that's what that's why i'm shocked by this because i've seen some petty horrible shit yeah and they definitely could have. They definitely could have kept it that way. It mm. was really nice. But yeah, they gave him hookups, and he's still quietly running it to this day. It's all rare as shit, limited because he he makes he's as many day. as yeah he makes as many as he wants. And fuck if I don't want one. <laughs> but that, that, that's that's my own journey, and this journey is at an end. Do you have any passing thoughts? Do you have any final thoughts? Did 
out of all the skating crap I've sat you through in the last week, do you, do you have a favourite scene or moment? Um, I think the most surreal thing is seeing Tony Hawk, a guy that you know for Vert, mm. just chilling. I'm, I'm sure you'd be able to YouTube that one scene somewhere. You look up Tony Hawk, gin and juice, uh, skating. Some, I don't know. I don't know what you'd look up, but... Mm. And it's, it's it is, just it is a really weird, weird thing isn't to it? go back to because, like, you know that he skates. It's been the 900, it's been it, the loop de loop, and it has been that big ass vert that I'm pretty sure he owns my entire awareness of the entire sport. It's weird that there was a period before that. But that's the thing, like, I know he's a, he can street skate, like, I know that, but I'm to sure he's got the basics down, yeah, no super shit. weird. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's honestly, like the first time you see Buzz Lightyear ride Bullseye. Look at me go, if, bring if it you, back. If you have an interest in skate videos, then, like, Jeremy's one that we... What, what's Destroying the, America. Destroying is America is really great. It was just on YouTube. And that's literally how we got into this. We were going through YouTube recommendations. No, um, Oh, I I'm thought just... you were shushing me. You were like, shut No, I'm, I'm waiting to see when to break the news that I did buy the VHS still sealed into plastic. It's on its way. Okay. All right, cool. Good, um, as long as we're on the same page. But, that, but that's the thing. The like, extended edition, That explains way. why you were looking for VHS players the other day. You know it. I did not um, have a way to play it yet. <laughs> it, it just popped up in our YouTube recommendations. We didn't have anything else to do. You put it on... Because I watched um, some thinking, dude do like a fact she didn't know about hookups just on a whim. Because I, I have been eyeing off the boards for a long time. I like to online shop when I push your trolley when we do groceries. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it popped up on my algorithm. I was like, let's have a look. And I was like, holy shit, this is so embedded in all of skate culture. It was there at the birth of fucking Birdhouse. Yeah. It was there before Tony mattered. Yeah. Whoa. And that's kind of how I fell into a rabbit hole and why you have... Suffered through this episode like an absolute champ. If you if you're hearing me do this, thumbs up to you. I'd rate and review you, sir. You've done it. The other one, oh ma'am. The other one, like if you think skateboarding is cool at all, try and find that water park one. I'll, I'll check what it's called because I, I bet you I can I find it while you're no, talking. I have no idea what it's called. Um, make sure this is on silent before I make a dick of myself. <laughs> um, but that video is really fun to watch, and it's got some good names in it. Yeah, everyone just, like, made it a trip of it. It's called High and Dry. It's on Thrasher Magazine, which is also where we get Skateline, which is delightfully confusing every time. Like, if you just non-consequently want to watch something, that's what I'm going to say. It's it's one of those weird things because it's nice to have one in the background, but then, like, if you miss something cool, you end up you end up going back, like, four or five times like a fucking idiot. You should just watch it properly. <laughs> You're bad at recording these podcasts. <laughs> but... You know, I know that Toby has said multiple times that this isn't our usual thing and it's not really pop culture, but... But I'm trying to get if, ahead if you, because we've got some upcoming stuff and I'm just running with whatever my brain is no, thinking well, about at the time. What I was going to say is... So I apologize. If, if you were around during that early 2000s peak in skateboarding, hmm. this was pop culture. Fuck it, this is the it origin was, of the PlayStation games. I got you. But that's the thing. We were all playing the PlayStation games or watching Viva La Bam or getting into Jackass or getting into CKY. Like, Even this EA was the Skate stuff games. That we were doing. This is the building blocks that Tech give us so much shit. became popular. Oh, Tech Decks. Well, I keep telling you this. The ones like, where their thumbs are the best ones, okay? Yeah, you tell me every time and I can't remember them. I'm sure they were a thing. I just remember Mighty Beans. 
My, we'll we'll get to that another time. <laughs> I haven't forgotten. I had the one who looked like he got you know the cannonball man. Yeah. He had the helmet. Yeah. Fuck man, he was so cool. But but that's the I was thing, so like, devastated. Like I played with it so much. Like I'd wore the paint off of his face. If if you're a millennial, like a late millennial, if you're so at the age where you're listening to a podcast, nineties two thousands, this was iconic for us. Mm. Like, whether oh, you realize it thing. or not... I'm getting distracted by this, this video. i got to turn it off. I'm sorry. It's built a lot of who we are. <laughs> yeah, man. And it's still evident in what we do today. Mm. All your emo bands started as skate punk bands. Yeah. I was into punk because it was skate. You wouldn't have had Monster Energy drinking dyed-haired hot chicks if it were for this. Sort of. And on that note... On that note, I have homework. <laughs> Oh no! It's it's easy. It's nice and simple. It's a weeknight. I mean, fuck you. That's when homework's supposed to be. You don't. You don't. The teachers that give it to you on a weekend are the teachers you don't fucking miss when you leave. All right. I don't give homework. Oh my god. You, you, Ever. That's because you've given up hope. No. <laughs> so, in the uh, in effigy of hookups, effigy. I don't know. I'm just waiting <laughs> to see where this goes. What anime character would you like to see printed onto a skateboard? Who do you think would translate well onto the design? I know that you're going to hate my answer. Hit me. Don't bring up... Hey? Connor. (laughs) Which one? Are we talking drunk fairy tale or are we talking small dragon? Eating the crab. Oh my god. Okay. Alright, fair enough. I know you're going to hate that. Actually, either one. Her eating any bug cracks me up. I'm fine with either one. I'm fine with drunk lady in a bikini or tiny dragon eating crab. Eating crabs and bugs and such. Okay. Particularly because... You were so sure the, of that, I was hoping the, you would have a delay so I could think of an answer. The way that I picture it... Hang mm. on. With, with my kind of eating the crab. Yeah. You have her bent down and you have the crab in front of her. So that it's only if you know where this comes from <laughs> that you know what happens next. It's so specific. I love it. That's literally. I want. I want that one where she's like looking at it hesitantly. Right before, yeah. Right before. Well, I'm glad you didn't go with and then, the primitive and then, Dragon Ball ones that already exist. So, so I've even got it planned out. Oh my fucking god! Okay. She's standing so that it looks like she's standing on the bottom hardware. And then he's just on the tail. Okay. That's how I, I can design this. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna send him an email. Oh, I've got it planned. Very good. I fucking cat clot stuffed again. Um because they're all like that classic eighties era style. And I can't not separate it now because there's so much Battle Angel Elite Eclipse in that first hookups video. Oh, yeah. Of course I want Specifically, the eighties, eighties or nineties anime with movie with the big mop top head. Yeah. Because why wouldn't I? Because that—that's one of the things about. Or do that's you part want of the major? thing I like about the hookups. Des- I was kind of thinking the major as well. Um, the thing I like about their designs is that it's that retro anime look that they don't do no more. Man, that's gone. Sailor Moon. <laughs> It was kind. It was kind of there, but if you go back to original Sailor Moon and compare it, there's a there's a big oh, fucking yeah. difference. Because it's hand drawn. Yeah, 
Ladies and gentlemen, hand-drawn animation will always win. Or literally any anime I like or recommend drawn in that super old-timey anime style, which I always love. I always screen cap fan art when I can find it. I've got a panting stocking one. I've got the, the chicks from that League of Legends K-pop band. It's just There's definitely there's a third one I've got in my so little nice treasured pile. It. Yeah. Mm, it's got that nostalgia, which is weird because, like, Pokemon never looked like that, and that was the only one I watched as a kid. And that's the thing. One of my favorite things is... For someone else's nostalgia, though, I'm sort of, like, secondhand smoking. It's, it's like, the weirdest thing is that I like to watch, like, the 90s Disney films, Mm. but on today's technology. I like seeing all the... Because I love seeing the line art. Yeah. No, I like that, too. Seeing people's sketches when you're not, like, it's just supposed to be a line, but that is clearly someone's, like... But we also like the opposite. Which is, I put waifus on vintage TVs on Facebook. That is fun. That is delightful. What? Google it. Oh, my God. Oh, Facebook it? Yeah, Facebook that you one. Don't need, you don't need to Google it. It's on Facebook. All right. Happy? As I can be. All right. Um, thank you for listening. I'm, I know this is a odd one. And if you're here because you like skateboarding and skateboarding content, I'm sorry to you as well. Because we'll probably end up watching like a fucking cartoon next week. So, um, yeah, I've been your host, Toby Apollo. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, sort of weird pop culture. Tangent. Oh, not even Origin? Tangent. Hmm. It's a weird weird place in time. This is a period Why piece pause? episode. Mm, this is a truck stop on the side of nerd history. But we are. All right. Public, we, public we, restroom at a petrol station, We baby. took a wrong turn, but we learned, we learned along the way. You know you know when you're, like, on a highway and you go up into, like, the exit lane? Mm. But then you just wait at the lights and then you go straight down the other side and back onto the highway? Because you're a fucking idiot. It's that. <laughs> That's what we did. I've been joined by my lovely producer, Kaya. Thank you for... Thank Dealing you. with you? Thank you for this, yep. Um, <laughs> uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, I think Spotify has follow. Do, do that, I don't know. I don't know a lot about Spotify. I know it's iPad, doesn't have podcasts. It's still an ongoing issue. I don't fucking know. Uh, but you're trying, and that's all that matters. And we'll be here next week. Class dismissed.